With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Kevin McCashin. And Kevin and I are going to talk about the business climate in, in Albany. So I read about the other day the Skyline Coffee to close, Kevin. What do you think about the business yeah. climate in what do you think about the business climate in, in Albany? Both in Albany and Albany in the city and in the county of Albany. Well, in the in the county of Albany, you know, obviously Colony is uh a powerhouse. Uh, you know, for the style of business that that's there. You know, I guess we you would have to break it down into uh you know, is it just office buildings or is it uh, people want to build buildings or people want to build homes or retail space? You know, the story that uh, sort of prompted the conversation is this Skyline Coffee closing. And right. uh, the story put forward by Steve Barnes over at Times Union. And obviously Steve does all uh, restaurants and, uh, you know, more entertainment sort of establishments. But what mm-hmm. prompted it was uh, they they were trying to bring back the Madison Theater, right? The Madison yep. Theater over on Madison Ave by, by the uh, was that a Price Chopper over there or Market Thirty Two, whatever they yeah. call it. And right. and uh, <clears throat> so these small theater uh, areas, you know, they had uh, stories from November Madison Theater to reopen um, from. Uh, you know, in November, they said it was going to open in December. And so this Skyline Coffee uh, was open for about 11 months next to the Madison Theater. And it's going to close down. And the, the, the sign on the window blames the city of Albany, mm-hmm. which delayed the cafe's opening and then limited seating. Now, the question is, is with limited seating, limited seating in any restaurant is can be a killer, you know. The food, the food industry is tough because the biggest margin is either on alcohol or one would guess, you know, the uh, beverages if it's, if it's more coffee-wise. Uh, now, the Skyline Coffee was owned by this big Sierra farm, and they're, they're pretty large down in Columbia County. Mm-hmm. They do, mm-hmm. you know, they fruit and nut wholesaler. They own the Madison, it says, um, and then they just sort of lease the, the space back, and they're just trying to get rid of it. But uh, in, in the what's the other theater? The Spectrum over there is it still called the Spectrum? The Spectrum on Delaware, and they sort of right. play off both the very successful New World Bistro, which is upscale, but then there's smaller cafe mm-hmm. stuff over there. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is that is that uh, yeah, the clock is ticking. You know, if you if you have to go through a, a delay and a process for approval. And then on top of it, if, if you are limited by things like parking or just the number of tables and the, uh, you know, what I don't know if it, if it was a fire code issue or not, but uh, definitely the, uh, 
there seems to be a pattern of people complaining about having to deal with the city. And when I talk to business owners, I live in Troy. When I talk to business owners in Troy that have dealt with the city of Albany, they've said the same thing. You know, as much as Troy is dysfunctional, on the small business end of things, they seem to be very welcoming. And um, that, that seems to be a common response, that it's a little bit easier to deal to deal with business. Now, it's never easy to deal with any of these, uh, you know, code mm-hmm. and approval and permitting. You know, we live in a country now where you have to pay permission to make a living. You see what I mean? <laughs> you have to have licenses, mm-hmm. have regulations, and it's, it's, uh, it's not just you hang a shingle out and you just go. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's a whole process to it. So the more onerous that is, you know, the more complaints you're going to get. We heard the same complaint. Remember the big stories they were pushing, and I believe the McDonald's just closed in the south end there. Yeah. So the, uh, on the other end of Madison, right, the McDonald's closed, and um, mm-hmm. th- they, uh, they uh, you know, they have other plans or Albany Housing or somebody owns the uh, – some non-standard person owns the site, whether it's uh, the Albany Industrial Development Authority or not. I'm not sure. But um, somebody else owns that piece of property, and they had leased it to the McDonald's. And so there was a story at the same time about uh, the retiree who opened the – he either inherited his family's liquor store down there and uh, put like $600,000 into it down by the old DMV where they moved the Board of Elections. And he talked about the same problems and difficulties of dealing with the city of Albany. And that made news. And so it does seem to be a pattern where they need to, to renovate – you know, they need to – they need to streamline their process because like we said before, you know, there's massive unemployment in the city of Albany among the, uh, right. the, the good communities there, South end West Hill and Arbor Hill upwards of 50%. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. way, you know, and, and the majority of employment in America, 80% of employment in America is, is small business. And so if you're not going to have that small business, you're not going to have a, a culture, you're not going to have neighborhoods, you're not going to, you know, it's, it's not going to be successful. And so I think maybe they're starting to recognize that, but it's it's one thing to recognize it and another thing to really clean house and uh, figure out a way to pull it off, you know. So do you think that the business climate has gotten better or worse during the well, Chilean administration? Well, that's a, good, that's a good question. I guess we would have to have um, some sort of uh, – metrics to really uh to figure it out i mean if you look at what's opening versus closing the only thing that really seems to be successful is uh redburn developments coming in to redo the kenmore and stuff like that to bring more some more apartments downtown you know that it seems to be everything is apartment development you know there was another news this week that, that they were that they were closing the planetarium at the albany discovery center you know and they're going to re 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 uh release the planetarium stuff, you know, and when you think a little touristy things that bring people in, that's a family friendly kind of thing. They're going to change it over to the Irish heritage museum, which is going to come from, I think it's over by the Nipper building or in the Nipper building. So, you know, they're moving stuff around that Nipper building redevelopment hasn't happened yet. Um, It's just, uh, it's just a question of, uh, 
you know, capital and where people want to focus. You know, if there's stories of uh, crime and stuff like that, they're not going to develop. But the warehouse district seems to be at least doing stuff. But it's all – it's you know, it's largely – I guess when we're talking restaurants, it's, it's all an entertainment or alcohol-based economy, you know, down there. Right. And so uh, it's just a question of can you pair that with – if you're trying to build neighborhoods. I mean, cities used to be about neighborhoods. But there has never been any residential down in that warehouse neighborhood. But if they're going to bring some in, it, it could be a good, good new, new fix. But when you compare it with a downtown Troy or a downtown Schenectady, you know, Schenectady seems to be getting the lion's share, but it's all government-driven, you know. It, it's that same – the big projects are all either based on massive tax breaks or um, actual government subsidies to private companies. Mm-hmm. So once again, we see that. Now, if you try to, you know – so, so the comparison is this: big Redburn development, Jeff Buell and these guys, they're doing. Uh, they, you know, there's certain developer tax breaks that they're taking advantage of, in addition to um, the, the sort of uh, government subsidies that come from the uh, regional economic development councils, uh, versus a small place like this uh, Skyline Coffee or the Madison Theater, where that there's no subsidies for that, but as they move forward in the economy, really isn't doing anything. I mean, we're not talking about some major manufacturing plants, you know? It, all right. Kinds, it, you know, we're not talking about, you know, in Rensselaer County, for good or for worse, because Amazon is another example of corporate socialism, but Amazon, you know, they're putting a, an 800-job warehouse into SCODAC. You know, I mean, why couldn't you, aside from the truck traffic, you know, they they they, they seem to think economic development is going to be based on burying a highway, and in burying 787 will save Albany seems to be the Pat Fahey angle, and everybody else is right to the Times Union. But but what about all these neighbor, old neighborhoods where you can just infill? You know, why don't they want to develop them? You know, where you already have existing neighborhoods, why go through the whole effort of burying a highway when you, when you have uh, neighborhoods that could be revitalized. I just don't know. You know, it's, it's just bizarre. But when you see a little guy like a Skyline Coffee and just flaming delays in a place like Las Vegas, you know, it's not the best comparison. But as soon as they get approval for something like a casino or anything that generates money, they're building it. And they're almost building it 24-7 because they know it's critical to get open. You know, once you're invested and you're paying your rent and you're paying, you know, whatever else goes with it, you want to get open and get revenue going as much as possible. And then the, uh, you leverage the, uh, leverage the city and leverage the media to get people there, you know, for free marketing. So that's why you do ribbon cuttings and stuff like that. But uh, it's just interesting to see, you know, what else is going on down there. It's, it's, it's really a government it's a government town and government is the big business, you know? Right. So it's just, it's, but, but all this stuff should go with it. So you talk about, talking about revitalization. Um, there's many areas in downtown Albany, like Arbor Hill and the South End and yeah. so forth. That that could really use revitalization as far as restoring all those houses. 
but it's sure. not being done. They're building more and more luxury apartments, and the yep. um, old old houses are left to rot. Um, if you were mayor, what would you do? Well, that's a great question. Um, it, it's a tough problem. The biggest problem is people can't afford. One, it's been a code enforcement problem because how do they get? How do the houses get in disrepair? But even if they are falling in disrepair, if people don't have money to fix them up, it has to do largely with a high-tax environment. If you have a $150,000 house and you're paying seven, dollars $8,000 in taxes a year, who can afford that? And so home ownership in Arbor Hill is, is uh, 20%. 20% of the people in Arbor Hill own their homes. You know, so uh, there was uh, another post. This is what, what I want to say. So it's, it's a larger problem that has to deal with a terrible economy in a terrible economy in New York State. And then on top of it, the result is a high tax burden. And so people aren't free to do what they want. So then you would say, OK, well, how are we going to renovate? Well, the government's going to give you money. I, you know, it's just a bad system. And because there's no there's no productive yet, you have to have productive jobs where they're manufacturing or people are getting money and you know, and then they have money to spend. So it's uh, it's larger problems that have been going on for a century, really. You know, and and it's all things that you know. A lot of people left and they fled to the suburbs because why would you, if you have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to buy a house or you can leverage that through a bank, wh- why would you have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars house where you have to pay seven or eight thousand dollars in taxes versus being out in suburbia where it's three thousand? You know. You just gave yourself a four thousand dollar raise, or in another state where it's fifteen hundred bucks. You know, my my friends have left Albany twenty years ago. They have three hundred thousand dollar houses. They pay eighteen hundred in combined school and property taxes in a place like Nevada. So there was another story. Yeah, there was another story that uh, I wanted to highlight, and it's it was a uh, it's a it's a Another Madison Avenue business, and the owner, he was going to call in this week to to my show, but he didn't. But he basically said this. He had a stop work and a cease and desist notice on his uh, business. Uh, It's a sneaker store, just a sneaker store at uh, Capital Kicks at, uh, I think it's on Madison Ave. And so, yeah, eight. 811 Madison Avenue. So the other one was a Madison Ave issue, and this is a Madison Ave issue too. And so his post says this, the the city of Albany, the city of Albany is really different. They come to the store. They come to the store with some phony support, acting like we're so happy you're here, and we want to do a ribbon cutting. And this is just to edit some of his language. So then after they leave, they do some digging and realized they missed the change of occupancy form. So Awusu Anani calls me yesterday and says, someone will reach out to you, not a big deal, and they'll work and will work with you, and it's not a big deal. So then he gets to the store the next day, and there's things, a stop work order and a cease and desist order, duct taped onto the window, okay, saying we can't do business in this. So it says they can't. So now they closed. They said, hey, we're going to come in. We're going to do a ribbon cutting. 
And we're going to uh, come in and, you know, we're going we're gonna to promote you. This is great. New business looks nice. The windows look nice. And then they start digging, and the code department shuts them down. So now we have to, they say, so now we have to wait for them to get it done, which takes 10 days before they can open again because it takes 10 days in Albany to do a permit. So if you own a business, I strongly suggest against you doing a ribbon cutting or allowing any of these people, politicians, right, Owusu is a pretty accessible councilman, into talking you into doing it. All you're going to do is get fake support, then digging and try to shaft you any way possible. We have every permit New York State said we needed and the lawyer said we needed, but apparently in Albany you need a different one. And so, you know, this post uh, is pretty good, 26 shares, and I'm going to share it now. And, uh, and I forgot to hit this this week. And so uh, just uh, funny stuff, you know. Th- th- there's other stories with the Wooster telling me he could help me with a neighborhood code violation. But like you said, he, he would work with me, and then he did nothing. So just kind of interesting to see that feedback versus, hey, you know, you, you, you uh, got to get in and do this, but instead they lock you out of your own business. So that's the nature yeah. of the business in Albany. Yeah, that's a small business perspective right there. And this kid, Sean yeah. Wade, posted it on, uh, had posted it on uh, Facebook. So, so it's kind of uh, interesting. Owusu oh, oh, didn't keep up to his the promises that he told that guy. Am I correct? Right. You know, yes. And so I've had other situations where one of my friend's businesses had to get open. They, they set a deadline to get open for the end of the week. And, uh, and John McDonald, this is where John McDonald's really good. You know, they had to get – it was a small grocery, and they had to get – all sorts of weird New York State, you know, weights and measures when you have a grocery store. You know, you have all these different bureaucracies you have to deal with. You can't just open up. And so that or liquor permits, you know, that's where John McDonald really, you know, Sam, Sam finds challenging him. But that's what John McDonald really does is he, he is good at helping people get through that stuff, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. But then he's, you know, just kind of light on any of the – any of the controversial stuff, you know, he's, he's pretty moderate as far as that goes. But uh, right. in that sense, that, that's the proper, that is the proper um, role is for people to help people through stuff. And so what happens is, you know, this guy, the, the great example, it takes 10 days to do this permitting process. Well, why can't he operate? You know, I mean, is there liability involved, stuff like that? And if there is, you know, is there a temporary business permit or could they give him a vendor permit for 10 days in in the city of troy we've had people that you know they have a uh, a well-known event downtown it's called troy night out just like albany has uh first nights or whatever they call them okay. and they'll issue permits say hey you know you can open up this venue like a pop-up and uh keep it for the night or keep it for the day just to get a preview in your place and they'll sign off on stuff like that. and so mm-hmm. you and that and that even seems bad in the city of Troy. But when you hear stories like this in Albany, you say, well, I guess Troy is better at it. And so it's, uh, it's pretty uh, interesting to see this stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had done a show just the other day with uh, a friend of mine, and he talked about the uh, plasma clinic that's going to be open opening up on Central Avenue by – the Hannaford store. 
And he's against it because he thinks it'll bring, you know, uh, drug drug dealers and so forth. And I, I said, okay, Zach, the bottom line is there's many people in Albany who can't make ends meet. I don't know how much they get to that plaza, but maybe that that small amount of money is going to be is going to put food on the table. So if people are resorting to stuff like this for uh, to survive, that's not good at all. What do you think? Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad sign overall for sure. You know, and so the only the main driver of uh, people is is you have to have jobs, and so. Somebody like Kathy Sheehan, who worked for uh, Intermagnetics General or, you know, and they sold the Phillips Corporation. These are multi-billion dollar corporations. You know, why isn't she reaching out to try to get something in here? You see, the latest thing after Cuomo and uh, Caliero sort of botched, you know, they botched all this nanotech stuff because of either corruption or their perception of corruption. They finally got a a chip manufacturer to come back to Utica. Um, But why wouldn't you... Why would you place global foundries all the way up in Malta and not try to push for one right in the city of Albany or something similar, you know, or something comparable or at the at the port in that industrial zone or something, you know? So they are trying to expand the port and stuff like that, and those are pretty good jobs um, for for blue collar people. It's just a question of of uh, you know how do you do it and how do you do it properly? You see in the South End where they complain about the truck traffic. But truck traffic like that is, would have to increase. So what you would do is move, get those people out of that area. You know, let an industrial area be an industrial area. You know, or they complain about the, the trains, you know. And, but those are, yeah. those are good union jobs. You know, those are union jobs. But if you're going to complain about trains and they're going to ship it some other way, or even constructing pipelines, Merton Simpson was, uh, complaining about some pipeline. Well, Merton, what are you doing about, you know, he's got Albany County legislator. What is Merton doing about getting jobs down in Sheridan Hollow? They were fighting against uh, a cogeneration plant because they have that answers plant in their head. So they're out there trying to save the planet, but their people are dying. You know, they're, they're having miserable lives. Obviously, all your problems are multiplied when you don't have money and uh, it affects your health. You're permanently stressed. The stress wears it, you know, wears you down. The cortisol causes heart attacks, and uh, it's just a miserable existence. So the top priority would be to find jobs. You know, Kathy Sheehan's state of the city. Well, she talked about was, hey, do you want to be a 911 operator? You could be a fireman. You could be a cop. Well, what about the private sector? What are they doing for the private sector so people can just have a good manufacturing job or something like that? And so. It's problems that are bigger. It's you know, it's larger American problems. But at the same time, you know, what are they what are they doing? You see, some little small business owner takes ten days to get a permit after the councilman just stopped by. <laughs> so it's the, uh, uh, that's a really bad advertisement the, right there. The the whole thing, like with with, with Simpson and uh, it, it's the fracking infrastructure that. That, yeah. Uh, that they're not keen about. So yeah. Um, well, when, the problem is they're doing they, you know they're doing it everywhere else. Stop it the or not? Right. Right. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they're they're doing it everywhere else in the country. You know, is everybody else's water poisoned in the entire country? I don't know. 
But the fracking industry uh-huh. in New York said, hey, listen, the fracking industry in New York State said, hey, listen, we'll do whatever you guys want. If a well leaks, we'll shut down the whole well. And they said, no, we're not going to do it. So, you know, so we're going to have a bad economy until they come up with that. Or if they come up with, you can do clean nuclear. You know, there's a lot of things they could do. They're, they're saying the solar is going to save us. Okay, where's the solar manufacturing plant? It's in Buffalo. What's it doing? Well, it's not doing anything. It's got a, almost, it's not meeting the job goals. They're going to have to give back money, you know, their tax money. The, the uh, solar city plant in Buffalo is, is, uh, may not meet its job creation goal. So what's the next alternative? You know, so it's just kind of, it's kind of uh, interesting, you know, or what, you're going to have all this solar and they're chopping down, you know, state park land. So, I, you know, it's bigger problems. But when you hear somebody can't get a permit for 10 days, after they've already been opened, you know, there's no forgiveness there. There's no temporary permit. They just do a whole stop work. And here they were coming in to do a ribbon cutting, you know? So you know, it's, uh, it, there's always lots of little stories like that. I, when I listen to your show, you and Daryl kind of like, there's a good rapport between the two of you. And you kind of like, joke around and talk about serious issues in a way that will make people kind of chuckle a little bit. So do you think, do you think the way you do it on talk 1300, do you think it's effective? Are people really saying, Oh yeah, you know, he's right. I'm going to do something about that. Well, you know, it's going to take, it takes time. I would hope so. You know, I hear, I get a lot of good leads from my listeners. You know, not everybody's going to be vocal, but a lot of people are going to send information. So we want to inspire them to keep posting and complaining because they do listen. You know, the, even when the, when the story came out about the resistance, I think Churchill wrote about it, about how terrible it was to deal with the city of Albany. The city of Albany spokesman there, or whatever his title is now, Brian Shea, said, yeah, this is right. You know, we got to fix this system. So, you know, it's – you can't hide the failure in these cities. It's very clear everywhere from the high crime to the high poverty to the just miserable people. And so they got to just look at other areas and or ask for more help. You know, I mean, where I agree, being on the far right, is – you know, we're, we're wasting money on war when we can't even pave our streets. So, you know, that needs to okay. be fixed, too. And so, you know, you, you're dealing with impeachment stuff at the national level. Where's the big infrastructure bill? You know, they were promising, the, you know, trillions in infrastructure, rebuild the highways, rebuild the, you know, all this stuff. And it's time to get that done because all they're going to do is borrow, keep borrowing money until the whole system collapses. So we might as well try to get what we can get out of it. You know, in the meantime, because nobody's yeah. going to stop. Trump's as right. big a vendor as the Democrats are. And so, you know, but then at the same time, you have Cuomo fighting with Trump. Well, why isn't Cuomo, you know, handing out an olive branch and trying to get along with it so we can get some jobs and factories here? Mm-hmm. You know, Wisconsin, all these places. Remember, Trump opened up a big factory in Wisconsin and said, hey, if you're in upstate New York, you might as well leave and come to Wisconsin. And I remember all that, has, that. Yeah, it all has to do yep. with egos. Yeah, it's all you know. They got to so have big egos. You know. We have 
we have a minute left, so tell everybody where they can hear more of you. You can hear me on uh, Talk 1300 AM and 98.7 FM or at uh, Talk1300.com. My name is uh, Kevin McCashin. The name of the show, we call it Road Rage. It's a lot of fun. It's very fast, and it's on Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. And we hit, we hit a lot of these super local issues, as well as some days I have to do national stuff because just the way the market is. But uh, most of the time, it's really super local, small stuff, Cahos, places like that, Troy, uh, you know, and and uh, you can call in and you can express your opinion or you can give me ideas, you know. So good stuff, Cynthia. Thank, thank you, Kevin. You've been listening to Kevin McCashin. This is Focus on Albany. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook, Focus on Albany, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks. Have a great week, Kevin. And thank you, everybody, for listening. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 